Hello and welcome to Bereaved Motherhood and All It Entails. I'm your host, Mackenzie. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about your rights as the parent over your child when dealing with a funeral home. So when the time comes for your beloved child to leave to go to the funeral home, there is a lot of miscommunication out there and just lack of communication. And so I'm hoping that today's podcast will really help shed light on that and let you as the parent know what you have control over and what your rights are. So the first thing to remember is sometimes in the wake of the death, you will be getting a lot of pressure to make decisions. And one of those decisions is going to be what funeral home are you going to use? And before you feel rushed and you make, um, a hectic, chaotic decision under pressure, just know that you actually have more time than what they often insinuate. So to start with, do your homework, call around, find a funeral home that you feel is a good fit. How do you know that? Okay. When you're calling and you're talking to the funeral directors, which one makes you feel the most comfortable? Which one are you like, okay, this is who I want to care for my child in these last few days. And then also ask about their pricing. Many funeral homes offer discounted, some even offer free, um, and then some maybe offer grants or something or scholarship type programs that you can apply for to give you a discounted price for the care of a child. Um, There's a rule in the funeral industry amongst different funeral homes that kind of Um, caring for a child is something they're doing for the parent, for the family, and it's not necessarily where they're making their money. They're making their money more on the death of adults compared to the death of children. Now, not every funeral home obviously has that mindset or that protocol, but many do. Now, some may still charge you like their cost, so more of like a wholesale cost, but they'll donate their time or maybe others will charge just a small time fee. And then I've no others that will just donate their services. So definitely call around, find one that makes the most sense for you financially and the one that you can click with personality wise. And then know that even after you hand your child off and they are in the care of the funeral home, you still have rights. That is your baby. So what you say goes, the funeral home is working for you, right? They're not in charge. You are because you're the parent. And that is just something that is so important to keep in mind. I didn't realize this when dealing with a funeral home. I thought that the funeral home was in charge. This is what they did. They knew best. They just kind of told me what to do. Um, And then later after talking with morticians and really diving in and researching this, I learned how wrong I was that it was my baby. It was my son. So I got to make these decisions. And unfortunately, the funeral home I worked with did not tell me that. I was in no way, shape or form informed of all the rights I legally had. They definitely presented the situation as we're in charge and you're kind of going to do what we tell you to do. So for example, I really wanted to see my son again. I planned to hold him again and to spend more time with him. And I was told, well, we highly discourage that. We advise you not to do that. And it was stated in such a way that I didn't think it was an option. It was just like, no, the answer is no. And I will never forget my heart just sinking because I really thought I was going to get a little bit more time. And now that little bit of extra time I was expecting to have had just been taken away from me. 
Well, after I became more knowledgeable, I learned that they don't actually have that right. Now they can say, in our professional opinion, we advise you not to view the body and they can tell you why. And you can ask why, you know, don't be afraid to, for them to explain. But often that I advise you not to see the body is it's going to take us a little bit more time, a little bit more effort, extra work to prepare this body for viewing, even if the viewers are just the mom or the dad or some loved ones that the parents okay. And we just don't want to put in the effort. You know, if you look and research even homicide cases, it is amazing with people that were br- brutally murdered, whose bodies were just, you know, haphazardly disposed of, what morticians are able to do to restore that body so that loved ones can view them and see them one last time to say goodbye. So if they can do this with, you know, people who are victims of violent crime, whose bodies were disposed of in inappropriate ways, you know, they can do this with our children more often than not. So I would really, really push that if that was something important to you to see them again. You know, don't let them get off easy or just by taking the shortcut because they don't want to put in the extra work. You can be like, well, you know, this is really, really important to me. So I will be seeing my child. And like, I expect you to do everything possible to make sure that that is the most positive experience I can have. And again, that's something I would kind of talk about before you agree, um, to send your child to a particular funeral home is let them know I'm expecting to view my child again, to hold my baby again. So I'm expecting you to do what's necessary to make that a reality. And obviously, you know, all the situations, all the circumstances surrounding death are different. Um, but morticians are miracle workers to some degree. I mean, they're not complete miracle workers, obviously, but they can do some pretty amazing stuff. So hold them to a high standard and let them know that this is really, really important to me. And this is something that I'm not really asking. This is something I'm expecting is you're going to do your very, very best. And that just lets them know, okay, this person's informed. They know what they're talking about and they're going to likewise step up their game because they want to serve you and they want this to be the best experience it possibly can be for you. Um, your funeral home, they have a lot of information. So feel free to ask them questions. If you're not sure which direction you want to go with aftercare, whether it's burial, cremation, if you want to embalm, if you don't, there is quite a lot of options out there. So they are the ones to talk to, to really see like, what do they recommend? What do they particularly offer? What do they offer for a situation like this? Or someone who lives in your geographical area, all those types of things. Um, they are a great source of knowledge. So make sure that you take advantage of that. And then also know that you have the right to help bathe your child. You have the right to help dress your child. You can be intimately involved in all those things. I know that after I found out my son passed away, one of the things that really hit me hard was the idea that I would never get to give him his bath. I was so excited to give him his first bath. And the fact that that was now taken from me, I found to be so upsetting. And I was told by the nurses that, well, you can bathe him here in the hospital. But, you know, after he was born, he just seemed so fragile and I didn't want to hurt him or damage him in any way. So I opted not to. So if I had known, hey, I could give him a bath, the funeral home, because they're going to bathe him regardless. And I can help be a part of that. And I will be working with a mortician that, you know, does this on a daily basis and is really good at it and they can help me along so that I don't hurt him or damage him. 
I would have taken them up on that offer in a heartbeat, but I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know I legally could do that. Um, but you can, so you can help bathe your baby. You can help dress your baby. You can be very intimately involved in that preparation process. And I know that if I had known that I would have been, you know, I wanted to care for him as much as I possibly could. I wanted to spend as much time with him as I possibly could have. So I definitely would have taken advantage of those opportunities. Um, and so maybe that's something you're really wanting as well. Just know you have that right. He's or she is your child. So you get to help if you want to. Um, if that's something that would be upsetting to you or that you just have no desire to be a part of, that is, of course, fine as well. You know, we're all different. We all have different wants and desires. We all process our grief differently, and that's okay. But knowledge is power, so it's just so important and wonderful if we can be informed going into these situations. And unfortunately, I was completely uninformed and had no idea what I was doing. And I would do things so, so differently concerning the funeral home. And that was one reason I just feel like this podcast is so important. And this episode, I wanted to get out sooner rather than later, because it's just something that, you know, when, until you're in this situation, you never really think about it. And it's oftentimes not something that you're very aware of the process or how these things work. If you decide to go the cremation route, know that you legally are allowed to witness the whole thing. Um, if that is something that would be reassuring to you, if that would make you feel good or your partner feel good, they are legally allowed to just walk through that whole process with the mortician. If that's something that would be upsetting to you, then of course you do not have to be there. And, um, that is also a totally acceptable response as well, but just know that if that is something you're wanting to do, you can do that. And then it can also be good to ask questions so that you know what to expect. So for example, if you do go the cremating route, you can say, all right, um, do I need to have an urn um, purchased that I bring to you after my loved one um, has been cremated or how large of an urn am I looking for? Ask those types of questions. Obviously, if you cremate your child with stuffed animals or blankets, um, there's going to be more ash than if they were not cremated with those things. So these are all just important questions and pieces of information for you to have so that, you know, you buy an urn that's the right size or that you have it when you need it and all those types of things. And, you know, you can find urns on Amazon, on Etsy, through your funeral home. There's lots and lots of different places you can look. Um, the funeral home route will probably be the most expensive, but, um, your funeral home director should be able to work with you and give you the pieces of information that you need. And again, that can just help you be more prepared for what to expect and just make that just a little bit easier than having things take you by surprise and catching you off guard. And you know that we all know that can be very upsetting. If you go the burial route, it can be important to ask, all right, do you have casket options or do you just have one standard casket for this side? It was really important to my husband to have a very specific looking casket for our son. And when we got to the funeral home, we were informed that they only had one type. And so, of course, my heart broke for him. Again, upsetting that one of the few decisions that we were planning on making, you know, had just been taken from us, right? It's another loss. But when they brought out the casket that they offered for a baby, it happened to look 
like what my husband was hoping it would. So he was really wanting a very white traditional casket. And that is what they had in a child size. So it ended up all working out for us. But if we had had our heart set on something else, then, you know, that would have been a really big disappointment. And, you know, if they don't have what you're wanting, you can always ask about ordering something in. But, you know, depending on how long it's going to take to get here, that may or may not be an option. So, again, it can just be good to know that up front so you don't have your heart set on one particular thing and then you're unable to get it. And then you have that disappointment and that heartbreak on top of the trauma and heartbreak of losing your child. And then it can also just be really important and great advice to let the funeral home know of things that you're wanting. So if you want a lock of hair, if you're wanting another print taken, you know, funeral homes can do prints, they can do castings, they have that capability, even if they don't offer it. So depending on what you're wanting, really communicate all that type of stuff with the funeral home so that they're aware of what your wishes are and then they can do their very best to make those wishes come true and to grant your request to the best of their ability. So having that open communication, that open dialogue is just really, really important. And then last but not least, there is obviously lots of memorabilia that funeral homes try to sell, whether it be keychains, um, a pocket knife, necklaces with handprints, handprints, footprints, names, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, those can be really beautiful, awesome things, but just know that you can also buy that type of stuff on Etsy. There are many Etsy creators out there that will, um, as long as you have a handprint or a footprint that you can digitally submit, like a picture of it, they can scan that and put that on jewelry or on cufflinks, pocket knives, keychains, pens, all that kind of stuff. And it will be for a much, much lower cost than what the funeral home is going to sell it for. So don't get so caught up in the emotional memorabilia that you end up spending more money than you're wanting to, or you feel stretched financially to make purchases that you really can't afford. Because if you are wanting those things, I definitely would look towards Etsy. You're going to have a lot more variety and it's going to be for a fraction of the cost. And the stuff I've purchased has been great quality. Um, I've used a variety of different artists and creators and it's all turned out great but definitely read the reviews and search there first would be my recommendation and then you know likewise just make sure that um I think it can be helpful to go with other people. So there's other ears, there's other people listening to the funeral directors talking that can be taking in that information, that can be writing down notes, that can be asking questions. So if you can let a friend or a loved one know your thoughts, your questions, your desires, um, and if you just feel like you're just not in the emotional state needed to be contacting funeral homes or to be having these conversations, then you can put a loved one in charge of it and they can help you in this regard. And I know that that can be an immense blessing to have somebody else take care of this and deal with this, but just make sure that you convey to that family member, to that friend, what your wishes and desires are so that in turn, that friend can convey that to the funeral home. And I know, you know, of people that that was a huge, huge gift and blessing, but your funeral home has a lot of information. They're very knowledgeable about this. So even if you have questions about local cemeteries, um, 
they can really help direct you in the right place depending on what your wants are and you know again that can be a great blessing as well because sometimes that can be really really overwhelming and if you can kind of be like this is kind of where I'm wanting maybe I want it in this mile radius or whatever they can really help lead you and be like okay well if you're wanting these types of cemeteries here's the best ones if you're wanting ones super super close here are the ones closest here's pros here's cons you know this is their world so they can give you lots and lots of information concerning it and they're going to work with you know a variety of different cemeteries so they um, are quite informed on that matter But those are my biggest takeaways is just know that your child is your child, even at the funeral home and you have a right over them and you are entitled to see them when you want to see them and to help in the care of their little bodies as much or as little as you want to. So stand up for your child, stand up for yourself and don't allow yourself to miss those opportunities. If it's something that's important to you, um, funeral home shop talk to different ones find the ones that are the best fit let them know your wishes going into it so there's no surprises Um, and then keep other family members and friends in the loop and involved so that they can also help advocate for you and if you forget something you know they have that information written down and they can bring it up and they can just reinforce that nope this is really important this is what the mom this is what the dad wants and you know they can be your backup team and cheerleaders if you have people like that um, that can help you in this and if not that's of course fine as well but it can just be an extra plus if that is something that you have and then any types of questions or concerns you know ask them be open with them because they have so much knowledge and resources and information on this topic So that can be a huge, huge help as well. And then again, don't let them um, convince you or pressure you into spending your money on things that is way overpriced and things that you can buy literally the exact same thing on Etsy for a very small fraction of the price. Um, We know that death can be really, really expensive. And so just being cognizant and not letting them use your emotions and which hopefully they would not do. Um, And that's another reason it can be helpful to go with somebody else so that they can help keep everything in check and really be an advocate for you. I hope that this podcast has been helpful for you. I hope that, you know, this episode has really enlightened you. I know that knowledge is power and this is information I so badly wish I had beforehand because as I said at the beginning of this episode, uh, my greatest regrets have to do with afterlife care involving the funeral home and just wishing a lot of things have been done differently and that I had just known I had rights when I had no idea I did. So we do the best we can with the information we're given and you know, that's all we can do, but it is important to get that information out there so that people can make informed good decisions. So I, um, just I'm so sorry for your loss I want to say that we are so happy though to have you in this community and we pray for you we think of you we um, love on you from afar and we just can't thank you enough for being here we look forward to seeing you next week Friday and we just want to encourage you with you are the most amazing mom in the world for your baby you have the hardest job ever And dealing with things like afterlife care for your child is just traumatic. It's brutal. It's so wrong. It's so backwards. And it breaks my heart that you are here dealing with this. Um, 
but there is a community of amazing, amazing women um, in this world. And we are here to love on you and to support you. If you ever want to share your story or get in contact with the podcast, please email maverickjohnconnis at gmail.com. We love to hear from you. We love to hear your stories and um, we just thank you for sharing this space with us. And we hope that this has been an informative, encouraging episode for you. And we look forward to seeing you next week. Have a wonderful day.